Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Damn It Vince. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, and I'm here, I'm Ellis, I'm here with my co-host, Joe, how oh, are you? Hello, I'm fine. Uh, yeah, just very tired, had a bit of a kit. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot to wake up in time, it's fine. Don't sack the wife. <sighs> and uh, we are joined today with his podcast debut, even though he's been mentioned quite a by... <laughs> My best friend, Paul. So, Paul, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us how you got into wrestling. Tell us how you are. Thanks, Al. Um, I'm fine. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm Paul. And uh, I, I got into wrestling. Kind of my earliest memory was um, watching it with my dad when I was when I was quite young, maybe sort of like a toddler. Um, I, I just remember back in the day, I used to watch it with my dad. Uh, he was quite into it. He, uh, he used to like it. Probably the earliest memory was around the... Uh, the kind of Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior rivalry, the match that I told you to watch the other week, that around them was one of my earliest memories. Um, and then throughout the next few years, really, really got into it from there. So yeah, it was it was uh, through my dad and my granddad as well. My granddad liked wrestling as well. So have you have you maintained? Yeah, granddad Piffy, yeah. yeah. Have you maintained your uh, your fandom continuously? Because we've discovered yeah. that everyone has a has a, had a drop off period. Normally, when they go to university, isn't they try and be cool? No, I've, I've unfortunately I've always been a bit of a wrestling geek. Wow! No, no, no! You're the first person yeah, I've ever no, met who genuinely maintained it forever. <laughs> yeah. Weren't you in America at the time of the Rock's return? I was making that, making that up. I was. You, you go yeah. to a, you went to a Raw, didn't you? I went to a Raw with Colsey when Colsey came to visit. Yeah. Two thousand and two thousand and. Thirteen, I want to say, and it was the Raw before Mania, um, and it was it was the Mania when CM Punk was fighting the Undertaker, um, and Punk Punk and Undertaker opened that Raw. Punk came out on the mic, and then all the lights went out, and Undertaker attacked him. Um, so yeah, that was in Philadelphia. Me and Colsey went to that one, and then I went to a SmackDown as well. One of the parents of the kids that I was coaching got me tickets to a SmackDown as well in uh, in New Jersey, and I got to see Bray Wyatt as well that night. I remember seeing Bray Wyatt um, nice. in his in his old in his first persona. So yeah, it was good. Nice. I need to uh, need to get my kids to get me better presents, mate. Let's <laughs> go. Get them up them chimneys. Out of out of interest, Paul. Did you ever watch? Because it's interesting. Because like you, Joe Butcher, all said. It. Did you ever watch WCW? Because like, I never watched it. Paul, for those who listened like to the very first podcast, Paul's the one who got me in to wrestling. He used to hand us a VCR in school in like a brown envelope every every Tuesday, and we'd watch it and pass of, it around. Of wrestling, not. Yeah. Did you watch WCW, Paul? Because like, I never watched it, but. Do you know what? Because it was on kind of channel five, like same time as Raw <laughs> and stuff like that. Like I, I've always been, as you know, even to this day, I've always been very, very loyal WWE. Um, I watched ECW more than I watched WCW. Um, <laughs> I did keep up to date with what was going on in WCW, and I knew all the big stars in WCW. But um, I have to say that I didn't watch it religiously. I did watch quite a fair bit of ECW though back in back in those days. Yeah, cool. All right, well, uh, welcome to the pod. Quite a motley crew we're getting together here, isn't it? Yeah, we've got. <laughs> Six of us, six of us now. Yeah, it's great. It's good having um, a cast. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, thanks for thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure to follow us at Dammit Vince Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and you can email us at dammitvincepod at gmail as well. Remember to like and subscribe. What are you drinking tonight? Have you got the box of wine? No, I've, I've spent the same amount of money and got one bottle of wine, which is the man from nowhere, Shiraz. That Fine. must be like one and a half litres less than you had last week. Samuel Wynn and Co. It's very nice. <laughs> 
You're on the water pole, and you've been good. I've not got anything at the moment, mate. I've not long been in from work, so I've not actually got anything, but I'll, I'll oh, be sure I, to grab a I, brew I, or something like that. <laughs> I left work, got the bus to town, and I found £3 in my cupboard as I was leaving work, and I, that's exactly the amount I needed to buy a beer from Tesco on the way home. I was like, I'm just going to be one of those people who drink a beer on the tram. Oh, he was Through my visor. I was like, here oh, we go. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Fine. It's not a crime. I'm on the, I'm on the red wine with you tonight, though, Joe. Tidy. I'm joining you on that. A quick, classy <laughs> gentleman. Uh, so this week will be normal week that was uh, highlights of the week for the three of us we are going to be looking back at a match which I don't know if I said it in the chat when I suggested it but the reason I suggested it is because uh, Paul had put me onto it uh, Shinsuke versus AJ Styles at Wrestle Kingdom 10 2016 I think after last week's pods when we when we all did our new salute Japan... to Wrestle Kingdom yeah <laughs> yeah our new loving of New Japan and Paul as well you you got into it didn't you last week you've yeah. you've subscribed haven't you yeah I did I subscribed yeah to NJPW World yeah so um yeah. we'll go over that and then our hot topic this week is um most underrated wrestlers and why you think they were good and why you think they're also underrated. So we've got quite a few suggestions from the community and some of our own ideas. The week that was then, before we actually do our show reviews, Joe, you, you uh, sent us a screenshot this week, which I was very confused at. But Yeah, it was very early in the morning and I was, I was sat at work, like kind of focused my eyes on stuff. And now liked and followed friend of the show, Sergeant Slaughter. So that's... <laughs> That's genuinely, I think, the highest up person we've ever had interact with us in any way, shape, or form. And he's still following us. It wasn't like a, a follow, you follow him back, and then he leaves, sort of. And he's genuinely... So that's, that, that's, that's, that's one thing ticked off the bucket list, isn't it? Let's well, Bliss liking it, liking my Shit's Creek tweet was the, the highest we'd had so far, but uh, that's yeah. a follow, an actual follow. An so, actual, yeah. yeah, and it legitimately is him as well, because he, he posts things in an insane style, same way that the Iron Shakes and stuff, so it's, yeah. <laughs> no it's, one beats the Iron Shake. Oh, he's so good, Bubba. Do you follow him on Twitter, Paul? <laughs> no, 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 I'll have to, I'll have, to have a look. He's, oh my God. He's great, he's, he's well worth the value. He's just like, good morning to you, except Hulk Hogan. Fuck that you. guy. <laughs> It's brilliant. It's, yeah, and it's all in, it's all in capital letters as well. Everything he says is all in capital letters. Uh, it's hilarious. It's him and Luigi Primo who are my two favourite wrestlers to follow because Luigi Primo just always ends every every tweet with "I make it the best pizza" because <laughs> that's his yeah. whole gimmick. Definitely give them a follow. Uh, sh- show reviews them well. Smackdown, to be honest, is uh, features in the highlight of the week, so we'll we'll leave that out, and it could get quite controversial that one. Raw, Raw this week. What was uh, what went down on Raw this week that you remember? Well, we've uh, McIntyre is out with COVID, which seemed to have scuppered uh, WWE's plans, as there there appeared to be no contingency plan, so they just went push Triple H out. That'll do. Yeah. So did you think that? I, I actually felt that was planned. Because it had nothing to do with Drew, it was it built on from the the shit show of the legends that we talked about. Yeah, how he just I embarrassed mean, them all. It makes more sense for Triple H to go after Orton rather than Goldberg going after McIntyre. Which we said was bewilderingly confusing. Oh god, yeah. I remember you texting me in the morning, Paul, like the ending of Raw. Yeah, the ending of Raw, like breaks yourself. Yeah. And you know, you, you said before you're very loyal to WWE. It's very it takes a lot for you to be sending me <laughs> such disparaging messages like you did then. I know. Yeah. I mean. The thing, the thing this week as well was I think that because before Raw and before the Drew announcement, they'd advertised that it was going to be Drew against Orton and nothing had been said about Triple H. So I... Oh, had they? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They advertised, they advertised it was Drew against Orton in a non-title match. Right. And then Take that back, Drew would Drew would put up something on Instagram like a post like like 
uh, hello darkness my old friend and it was a picture of him and randy do you know what i mean so like they were building up to that and then obviously that announcement came and then it was triple h's opening raw so i do kind of agree with joe where it was thrown together um and i think the ending was what would have happened if Orton and Drew faced with Alexa because that's still building towards a, a Fiend comeback. Um, but I think that they could have gone another way rather than have trip. I get why they did it. It was an easy storyline to tag onto with the legend stuff, but I do think that they could have gone another way. But, you know, it, it, it for the most part, it worked, I think. Yeah, I, I take that back. I didn't know that that match was actually built for, yeah. for Raw. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah. definitely thrown right. together. Nice. It's still like the work that... Um... Bliss and Orton do it together. Uh, Alexa Bliss clearly got access to level three spells of throwing fireballs at people. <laughs> if Butcher like was here, he would have laughed at that. That's a D and D joke. joke. He would. That's yeah. a D and D joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, I did. Yeah, I did like that bit. But, um, uh, but I mean, I, I felt like they were COVID restricted. I know, yeah. I know, Drew's got it, but you know, you had Keith Lee did two matches on the bounce, and then he offered to do a third match on the bounce, and it. It felt like they'd been impacted a bit more than just Drew, or they were worried. It would appear they've got a cast of about 10 people at the moment. Their roster's really been restricted. Yeah. Uh, Kingston's is... out with like a broken jaw or something. Um, that's why he wasn't. That's why he wasn't. Uh, that's why it was like a weird one-on-one sort of thing. Um, with Who's Xavier that? Woods. Uh, isn't Kingston out with Kofi? Kofi, he's out with maybe. Yeah, yeah. I wondered why Woods was on his own. I'm yeah. sure he's out with like a broken jaw. Oh, he's done something anyway. He's. he's I think he's legitimately not Kofi-related. But we've Wait, got not... we had Elias against fucking um, Jeff Hardy for the millionth time. Oh, we had Jackson Riker versus him well, first. And I was just first, like, and then they're doing this new thing of, oh, you've beat me, he's beat me again. And it's like, this is the stupidest fucking thing. I hate it. They did it with um, the Hurt Business and the New Day, and it, it just yeah. makes no sense. That's I'll tell you what I did I... like. I did like Lashley and Riddle. And I think that if you give Lashley and Riddle half an hour, I think that would absolutely bang because they're both excellent and they've both got that MMA background and stuff like that. But I think it was a bit quick. I think it was a bit short, but I like the fact that they might be going down that route. And I'd love to see them at a pay-per-view have about 25 minutes, half an hour. I think they could put on a clinic. Was it this Was it this week's one when Riddle tapped out, but the ref didn't see it and then rolled him up? No, that, that was last week. Oh, this week. This week, Lashley just battered him. Lashley just ragged him around. Yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. Yeah, it was about 10 not, minutes, like eight or 10 minutes. That's all it was. Not the world to see them go longer. Not the world's biggest Matt Riddle fan. <laughs> I haven't hidden that. But um, he can go when he wants to. And it's good seeing him up against a, a meat boy as well. Yeah, but it's I, gonna bring out it's gonna bring out Riddle striking because he's not gonna suplex and throw Lashley around no. like he did in NXT. He used to suplex people for fun and stuff, but he won't do that against Lashley. But he can show his knee strikes and his kicks and stuff like that, which I think will be really, really good if they let him go a bit longer. I'd love to see that develop a little bit more. The weird thing is they had time still. Why not give him an extra five minutes? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a swift I, think, match. I think that's oh, Raw's main problem is that they're running at a very reduced skeleton staff. Yeah, which is not their fault. No, 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 but, no, no. But then, as I, as I said last week, they, they wheeled out a bunch of like geriatrics just to walk around backstage. I was like, I'm yeah, and, to do that. And then but... we have this awfully weird Charlotte Flair, think... Ric Flair, mm. Lacey Evans angle. Yeah, I'm not, I don't really know what to make. I genuinely did, yeah. did, didn't they say genuinely we're now going to a hotel together? I'm sure Lacey Evans said that, and I was like... Oh, it sounds oh. like a Rick Flair <laughs> Oh, no. She's literally yeah. the same age as your daughter. That, no. I don't, I don't know what to make a shot. Like, is, is she a face in that? It's is very she... confusing, isn't it? Because she's, she's a face, but then... She's in between, isn't she? Yeah. But then tweener, like, tweener sh- as they call them. Yes. Tweener, that's the one. Shouting in Rick's face. But then I watched the... Um, what pay-per-view did she come back at? TLC? TLC, TLC she was uh, Oscar's part when we thought it was yeah. going to be Lana. Yeah, so they do, uh, WWE Network do like the day of documentaries. So when there's a pay-per-view, they do a day of and they follow someone and they followed her. But like when you watch it at the start, it's like, 
you can feel quite emotional because she's talking about why she stepped away because there was a lot of rumors why she stepped away. But she basically said she stepped away for her mental health and how she got really upset because a lot of um, Rhonda had left to have babies. Becky obviously got pregnant and apparently she kept getting asked in interviews, like, when are I you going to have a baby? And she was like, I, I don't know. I've not thought about that. And she said she literally stepped away from her mental health. Which like really, when you watch it, it like it's. <laughs> I know it's real life, but it makes you sympathise in like a baby face way, if you like. No, it's. I mean, it's... They never ask men that, do they? Yeah. They never go. Oh, when are you take some time off to have a child? It's like you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> Just don't. It, it, it was a sad. It was a sad watch. Yeah, that was raw. Um, said we'll do SmackDown later. NXT this week we started the uh, Dusty Dusty Tag Team Tournament, which I'm all I'm all here for. We Dusty Invitational Tag Team Tournament. That's it's got funny. such a long title. Um, we had the uh, Rascals. <clears throat> Sorry, who? MSK? Yeah. Although I did, <laughs> I did, I did like the cheeky, oh, look at these rascally boys they threw in. And I was like, no. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, fucking hell. That was good, wasn't it? Uh, to be yeah. fair, the highlights of my week now is waking up on Thursday morning and going, I've got a Dynamite and an NXT to get through today. It's going to be a good day. Because Raw and SmackDown at the moment, not really doing anything for me, but it seems that they've realised that they're up against each other, and it just seems like trying to, trying to outdo each other with the fucking awesomeness of it. I really enjoyed it. It's going to be good. The only thing that's slightly annoying me is, is the, the, the pressing, the trying to get this the way home as a thing. They mention it constantly. It does get on oh, my tits a little bit. Like, I know they've got t-shirts lined up. That's the thing, isn't it? And they're trying to... <laughs> <sighs> yeah. no. I just sort of skipped... Like, I watched bits of NXT, and I skipped bits as well because I was at work. Correct me if I'm wrong... This week, this uh, this this week's NXT, we didn't see EO and we didn't see Cross, right? We saw Scarlett in the back doing some tarot reading style stuff that was pretty good, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that they're trying to make carrying Cross this sort of mythical sort of time beast, yeah. and there was no EO, no, no not to my knowledge. Yeah, anyway. There was no EO, and like Cross did Cross didn't have a match. Or no, 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 he, but, he, no, he just featured in a like a in cutaway stuff. Yeah, it's interesting that they can obviously they can they can put on a really good show and fill a show, and arguably you know, one of the top males and definitely top female weren't even on the show. That's like, that's how good NXT is at the moment, that's I think. how much talent they've got. It's, well, that's it's what stacked. NXT at its best did. Like, it's what kind of annoyed me when they went to the was it USA Network and went to two hours. Is that, like, the NXT on the network was an hour and they used to, like, focus storylines. So you, you could not see the Undisputed Era for two weeks because they'd rotate stories. But then when they went to the network and they were doing two hours, they, they, they were wheeling out the same people every week like the big boys because of the network and it, it didn't feel to me like that was NXT whereas like this week as you say Paul they, they've put on a good show without them top people and it was still a good show and then it makes you look forward to seeing Cross it makes you look forward to seeing EO yeah. and that's what made NXT yeah, good yeah. for me because it wasn't just week on week of the same promo because you've got a pay-per-view matching for weeks it, they would let things breathe yeah I think and, uh, Triple yeah. H is doing yeah. a particularly good job of Sort of sowing the seeds off and then giving it time to, to grow before returning back. But like I said, we had no carrying cross after Rye. Uh, there's four people coming for um, for Finn Balor now as well. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'm all there for a, a carrying cross, uh, Finn Balor, Pete Dunne, fucking three way. Yes, 100 times. Yeah, that'd be tight. Yeah, that'd be unbelievable. But... Yeah. I said a month ago that um, I wanted Pete Dunne to face Balor. Yeah. But they've now said it in a way that there's so many good angles and go in with it. I texted you in Ellis saying like something like looking forward to looking forward to seeing Finn's next challenge or something like that because that's like that's like a British match, isn't it? It's like you know like England versus Ireland and but it's you know at the top of the NXT card. Um, but same as you, Joe, I'm a massive 
uh, Cross fan, and I would love to see him back in. I do think that they might have put the belt on him too early, so I don't think the injury was the worst thing in the world for him when he had to give up the belt, because I think that the belt came really quick for him, but I think that now they've got a little bit more time to build up. I think when he does get the belt, I think it's really strong. Yeah, it's going to be good. But yeah, you got that. NXT finally got my letter, so we're getting Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon as tag team in the women's thing, which I said even... And even though they didn't mention Eo wasn't on the show, Joe, but um, not Joe Paul, sorry, but um, Gonzalez did do a back a backstage promo where she was basically saying to Eo, "I'm coming for you." So oh, that, and that was that also was we got to see uh, Zia Lee beat the rabbit fuck out of a jobber again. Fucking which... hell, man! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After last week's kick to that poor purple lady's head, uh, this week the lady in brown got it right in the jaw. It was. I've, I've gone back and watched it. It looks like she gets her hands up, but like her, her kick just goes underneath and cracks her right in the face. And then I was like, oh, it's going to be good. Then wraps her up in the ropes and beats the shit out of her. Yeah, and just goes full Mortal Kombat on her. Yeah. I was like, I'm in. I'm <laughs> open. I saw someone on Twitter going, oh, it doesn't make sense because we don't know who this masked person is. Yeah. But then someone was like, well, that's the that's the intrigue of it. It's like, called storytelling. Like you have a go at WWE for like spoiling things of like they can't wait more than a week before they reveal something, and they actually legitimately built something. I hope they never show us who it is. It's just some nutter. Hopefully, uh, they're gonna let uh, Boa have a crack at stuff as well at some point, and hopefully just just <laughs> yeah. come out and rip the legs off someone and beat them with them. Based on based on Zaylee's stuff, I can see it. They're just gonna become this weird dominant twosome. And I'm there for it because she looked amazing in it. Yeah, she looked jacked. Yeah, all there, all there for that. So yeah, good. Uh, it's always a good NXT. It's always consistent. Um, AEW this week. No. Uh, Watch that. You, you, Joe. Actually, I do. I do want to ask you because you put in the group chat. It was an interesting episode, and I said no spoilers, so I don't actually know what you meant by that. So what, what did you mean? Um, it, it was. I think it was better in terms of match than last week, but there was a big, massive in the middle like the lowest bit i've ever thought we had it's transition transition from dark into into the main show in the dynamite was the waiting room the brit baker talk show thing and it's become very divisive a lot of people loved it because it was kind of janky which is what it's supposed to be but for me it didn't really tick those spots jade jade cargill the woman that can't cut a promo but looks like a million dollars yeah she come in and is it just felt a whole waste of time and very very sloppily put together for me but the rest show some of the i mean darby allen once again, proving oh, to yeah. be my little tiny breaky boy. Um, I kind of want a picture of that bit where he's where he's where he's been he's been busted open after being thrown from the ring through the announce table, which is a good 10, 15 foot to launch a human being. But if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be the man who has a triangle for a neck. After that, and he just he's just come back in. I think it's when he's just done the three power bombs through him, and he just flips. He's just laying on the ground bleeding. He just flips him off. I just want a still image of that because it's fucking great. I liked the little bit of storytelling that Darby had in there. All the little callbacks, like the triple power bomb, the, the power bomb, and they want the stage stuff. Um, yeah. And the use of crucifix roll up pile driver thing he does, which was like a real fuck the Taz. So I was like, it pays to pay attention sometimes. But also the yeah, like the coffin drop onto the stairs. Yeah. That just sounded like someone throwing a side of ham against the wall. It was fucking awful sound. <laughs> it was ah. Oh. It didn't look comfortable for anyone who he was involved in that move. I don't think Daddy cares, does he? No, but I don't think Cage is used to that sort of stuff, is he? Because he's literally, no. he's literally a fucking quadrilateral made of fucking beef. It, it was, but it was good. Chuck Taylor Miro impressed me because uh, it made Miro look like a fucking monster, like an unstoppable killing machine again. As he should be. Yeah. Yep, I wish he'd put some proper trunks on. It looked like he'd come out in pants. The, the, what nearly made my highlight of the week was the Serena Deeb. Yeah, 
Taikanti match. I can't even remember her name. That's, that's how tired I am. Uh, yeah, because it was really good. It was really, really smooth. Serena Deeb makes everyone look great. Taikon, he's been getting better week on week on week. I know, you're, you're a big fan, aren't you, Paul? Conte. Yeah, um, I saw Conte a while ago. I can't remember where I first saw her. I might have even saw her when she... I didn't I didn't know that she had a brief stint in NXT, um, but I picked up kind of on her after that. Um, and I just like... I like to follow some of it because I like my MMA as well. I like to follow some of the wrestlers that have got a bit of an MMA background. Um, and obviously I picked up that she's done judo and MMA and she's had a few fights stuff like that and done well. And obviously transitioned into wrestling. And yeah, I mean, some of her, some of her techniques and some of her like little roll throughs and little reversals, it, it, it reminded me a little bit of some stuff that Ronda does as well. And um, you know, a couple of times, a couple of times she's she's she sort of rolled through or rolled over and like transitioned into like a little armbar or a little heel lock or something like that. And I'm thinking, you know, some of the stuff very very similar to what you saw Ronda do when she first when she first appeared. So yeah, just just really really smooth. And she's she's young as well. She's got plenty of time. I think that um, she's got a bright future if she can obviously find a find a place and and you know if that's with dark order or not if she can find a place and develop a character in the ring I don't think she's gonna have any issues at all she's really good I'm I'm getting a bit annoyed that every single week there's one women's match it's a pre-main event and it's just ad heavy and then you come back after the ads and it's yeah. like finish her roll up well even this week finish her and then the match finished I don't like, know whether they fixed it on um, Fight TV this what even the picture picture didn't work. No, because I, because I was, I, I, because you, you'd message Paul, because you, you'd watched it before me, hadn't you? Why am I'm pretty I sure yeah, you'd watched it. Work, yeah. yeah, and you'd said like, like, watch this match, it's really good. So I, I was at, I was, oh, I had like a twelve bottles of wine delivered to me to get me through lockdown. I was counting them, and then it was on the TV, and I was like, how hard oh, is it to get to twelve? Bernie, Bernie was watching it, going, who's that old woman? I was like, who? And she went, that one, not the blonde one. And I was like, oh, Serena Deeb. She was calling her an old woman. I said, like, she's not old. She's not and old. then I went, I went, I'm paying. She went, they're rubbish. I went, I'm paying attention because Paul likes these. And she went, oh, did you like that blonde one? <laughs> yeah, I do like the blonde one. Yeah, I do. I do so, like the blonde one. There we go. But, <laughs> but yeah, but as you said, Joe, I was like, right, picture in picture, I'll watch it. But then it didn't. And I was like, oh, it's just annoying. Like, the women's division hasn't been built well but they've got the talent they're building the talent there now they've got the talent they've got serena thunder rose is still doing a thing i know she's isolating or whatever at the moment Britt baker's massively stepped up but they're not getting the time that i think they deserve um snaplander's back she appeared in she being the elite this week so i'm assuming she's on her way about right saying to you ellis if they if they can develop a little bit more with this kind of impact AEW crossover impacts have got some women over there that could really, yes. really help. Deonna Perazzo's unbelievable. We mentioned, and, yeah, and you mentioned her the other week. Yeah, I mentioned yeah. you mentioning her last week. Unbe- yeah, unbelievable. She, I don't know why she didn't get the time in NXT and didn't get a look in, but as the technician in the ring, she's she's. If you put her and Sasha Banks in the same ring, that would be an unbelievable wrestling match. That's how good she is. She's really, really, really good. Um, and she's champion over there. And you know, she could come over. You've got um. Jordan Grace as well, who's over there, who's very, very good, um, who's kind of in a bit of a thing with her. Do you remember? Do you remember Emma, who used to be in WWE? She's over on Impact. She's called Tenille Dashwood. Yes, the Australian, yeah, Australian Emma. I don't yeah. think you you saw her, Joe, did you? Me and Butcher have mentioned her before. I didn't like, know she, she was, was in WWE. I've seen her in Impact. Yeah, she yeah she was brilliant. In um, she used to wear the shades, didn't she? And she came out and then she went away for a bit. She had like a pretty rare skin condition and she kind of disappeared, yeah. didn't she? Uh, yeah, it was, it was quite serious. But yeah, and then she's shown up because I think they did some sort of women's like like the Dusty Invitational. They did something like that in in Impact, and she was on the card. And I yeah. remember Butcher saying, that's Emma. Yeah, Tanil Tenille Dashwood's a real name. Um, and yeah, she she's also, she's another one who, you know, had a little bit of 
she 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 had more luck in WWE than than Diana Perazzo did, but she's also very good in the ring. So I think Impact have got a few women's wrestlers over there that if they mix together with some of the AEW ones, it could create some Do it. top matches. Do it. I'm all there for it. I mean, they've they're hinting at all this sort of crossover. Well, we said, didn't we? Like when when it was first sort of uh, when the Good Brothers first came in, the next day everyone was calling everyone else out. All the Impact wrestlers, like all oh, you fuckers, you're on notice. And I was like, yeah. fucking, let's have it because it's thingy this Saturday, it. isn't it? Which I might stay up for. I don't know. Hard to kill, isn't Hard it? to Hard kill, to yeah. Kill. Or as, as Steve-O called it, you will die because he's he's still <laughs> leaning really heavily into his I hate Impact thing, isn't he? It's good. Have you, have you been watching Impact? Uh, yeah, yeah. it's on um thingy, isn't it? It's on Sky. So I set the tape for it. It's on it's on a weird channel at stupid o'clock. It's on like I can't remember, free sports or something. Yeah, something uh, like that. Yeah. yeah. So you just tape it and then I can pass through adverts and uh, yeah. it's good. But... Can I, well, while we're on finishing off an AW, can I ask you then, Paul? Because I know like uh, so correct me if I'm wrong, only recently, the last few weeks or so that I've that you've messaged me at least and said, Oh, I'm watching Dynamite now. Is that right? Is it the last few weeks you started watching it? And if so, like, what have you made of it? What, what's your initial thoughts been? I've I've dipped in and out of AEW stuff. Obviously, you know, as you know, the past since it's been going, um, yeah. when something's really piqued my interest, I've tuned in. So I tuned in a lot when Moxley first showed up. I'm a massive fan, um, and I loved, you know, I loved his his his. Um, his rivalry with Jericho and stuff, and then and then maybe I dipped out of it a little bit again. I didn't see like a couple of his defenses, and then I watched when he lost to Omega. So you know, I've sort of dipped in and out of it. Um, I don't, I'm not as well up on AEW as you guys are. But when I've been watching it, you know, the last the last couple of weeks, and when I have watched it, I have you know I've enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed the Young Bucks and what used to be the revival FTR. You know, a few weeks back oh, yeah. because um, you know again that they, they they seem like especially FDR, seem like they seem like they've had a bit of a new lease of life, you know, like sort of the shackles have been let off them in AEW, same as Moxley, really. So, yeah, I really like Abby Allen. I've watched it, you know, watched him this week. Good fair ball. play to Cage. I was going to say before, fair play to Cage because sometimes big guys can look shit against smaller guys in the ring. Oh, he it, sold the fuck out of it. like they're trying yeah. to be too careful. Cage is just a, like... Cage, Cage looked like he was he was trying to hurt him. Like um, years and years ago, when Batista first started, Batista was kind of a bit. He looked a bit hesitant when he was going against smaller guys, like he was worried he was going to hurt them. But like Cage was unbelievable yeah, against think, Darby Allen. Allen's just gone. Like just go for it. Him. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, I'll yeah. take it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because was it um, was it when it the reason the, I asked you? Because when when Joe was talking about Darby, like obviously this is an audio medium, so they can't see what I'm seeing. Like as soon as he mentioned Darby, I saw you start nodding. Yeah. And the coffin drop, and I was like, oh, have we got another Darby Allen fan. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, We're I really enjoy watching. Fans. Yeah, I really enjoy watching him. He's very, you know, he's different in. He's out the box, and 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 I, you know, I really enjoy watching him. So yeah, there's a few, there's a few. I like, you know, obviously I love, I love Jericho. You know, who doesn't? If you've been a WWE fan, you love, you love Jericho. So I, you know, I love it anytime Jericho comes out and everyone's singing to his music. I think it's awesome uh, in AEW. Um, and the allow crowds back is going to be then. The oh, first time that happens, yeah. it's going to go. They're going when they do the big UK tour. That Cody's in. Oh yeah, Cody yeah, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cody said that they're going to do a big UK tour. And I, I said in uh, in the group chat that to me that's like doing a few dynamites, a pay per view, and then like a, a post pay per view show for me. Yeah. Well, we, yeah. we were supposed to fight this year, weren't we? But, yes. Oh, but yeah. see, because I don't know, Paul, if you've not been following it, you've missed a really good sort of rise and fall and burnout of the inner circle, which is, is, is possibly one of the greatest stories told to professional wrestling in a long time because yeah. I don't know where it's going with it. 
That's MJF's a good thing. Brilliant. I I really enjoyed the match in the in the stadium. Stadium uh, stampede you know, against the elite. Yeah, I really yeah, enjoyed that. That was fun. That's up yeah, there that in fun. my in my greatest matches of all time. Just because. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, just really because of that. where everyone was in the world. Everyone was stuck in their house and bored and stuff, and it's just ludicrous nonsense. Absolute. Yeah. Bat shit insanity for thirty minutes, and I was like, "This is what the world needs: a man riding a horse yeah. across a field to chase a small is, boy." <laughs> is is Matt Hardy injured at the moment? Or no. I'm not sure where they're going with him at the moment. Like, obviously, I've not been keeping up with it too much. But like this week, he was like the manager of this team. Yeah, he's like been that. doing he's like... been doing uh, stuff because Private Party are, have a sort of similar high flying thing as the Hardy Boys did. Uh, he's latched onto them. I think because his his Damascus thing that he was trying to do when he first arrived, broken psyche, he's broken broken universe thing, doesn't work without a crowd. It just comes across as sort of quite amateur dramatics. Uh, so he's come, he's, he's basically gone back to Big Me Matt again, just tapping that well in a slightly different angle. But I don't think he's injured because he's in a triple threat next week. Oh right, okay, cool. But I think he's trying to yeah. trying to not be as in ring as he used to be. Right. Because I think I'm just wrong because I like you know I like in ring Matt Hardy so I was wondering. Yeah, I don't think he suffered. You don't think he suffered any sort of ill ill thing from the the horrible fall at All Out. Oh, don't talk about that. Oh, it's a bad night. That's the longest night that's, ever. That's Is that when you were sat on my floor? Yep. Because we you, you didn't have a couch. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> so we were just sat there going. Oh no. <laughs> I hope he's not I've dead. I've experienced the floor. Yeah, it's a long <laughs> night. It's a long five hours. But, yeah. And then I'll I'll, I'll get to the, the, the my, my highlight of the week comes dynamite. This. But yeah, speaking, no, speaking of Matt Hardy that. as well, in other news, we're we expecting a new Matt Hardy baby. A girl. And it's a lady baby. Yeah, that sounds weird, doesn't it? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'll, I'll cut that out because that sounds creepy as fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's nice. It must be something in the wrestling water because they're all getting pregnant at the moment. But, I mean, uh, that's four, four kids. This is why he needs all that extra, extra cameo money off private party and third party <laughs> stuff. He's got a new baby on the way. He's only got a massive compound that he lives on. With Jeff. It's weird, that. I love my brother, but I wouldn't want to live next door. That's why I found like the match that it, what was it? What was the match? The pay per view with Sammy called. Oh, the, the, the final deletion. That's why I found that so funny because they were filming it on. I was just like, like Jeff just sat in the corner like watching this. Just sat on his porch in a rocking chair going, <laughs> I wish I could play, but unfortunately Uncle Vince won't let me. Uh, gotta go fight Jackson Riker. Oh, speak, speaking speaking of, <laughs> speaking of that as well, I, uh, this week's Ring of Honor was like a highlight package. So they showed the final of the Pure Tournament, which I watched again, congrats. That's brilliant. Um, and a weird... ever, so, Sorry, John, have you ever watched the Pure Tournament, Paul? No. But Butcher got us into it. it. It's brilliant. So it's like, like a tournament for a thing but they've got specific rules again correct me joe if i'm wrong so they've got the three you only allowed three open fist strikes one is that right one 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 so closed yeah. so one closed fist strike to the, the one, face. Yeah. and uh, three rope breaks a second one is automatic qualification and you're only allowed three rope breaks and uh, it's all technical wrestlers so like uh, brian danielson was yeah. the last a champion aj it, was it's... a champion samoa joe was a champion like it's it's technical wrestling at its best. It's a, it, right. it was it's really brilliant. Good. You'd um, like it. It's You'd all on it. Fight TV for free. You just got to go and dig about a bit for it. But they showed the final of it, and it's yeah, it's really good. It's one of the few things that because there's been no crowd, the pure tournament didn't need it because it is the rest of it is lads reverse holds and it, it doesn't. It is like watching sort of the American sort of high school gym wrestling. Yeah, I don't know what they're college wrestling. Greco Greco Roman wrestling. Greco Roman. Did you say yeah. salad wrestling? I said um, college wrestling. Oh, I thought you said salad wrestling. I was like, what's salad <laughs> wrestling? Salad <laughs> wrestling. Oh, new yeah. headphones. I mean, I, I love, I love the like. I say it, Paul, but like when you watch it, like the the three 
the free rope break rule is amazing because like the psychology of it is like you know do i reach for the ropes now or do i not do i wait till i'm at the end and then when they reach the three they can just have them in a submission indefinitely if yeah, they wanted yeah. to because the rope break don't get they can tap out on the rope if they have to just yeah, adds yeah. a whole so, extra brilliant. dimension to it brilliant. they have been showing just pure matches in uh the week to week show as well but it was the um yeah, give it a try. from from i think it was from february so it must have one of the last shows they had for for covid they did a battle royale just loads of people I've never heard. I think it was like a free for all. I think it was for Eddie Indies. That, but um, my favourite Dan Housen's there, uh, and I didn't expect this. Gangrel came out. <laughs> yeah, can still do it. Year, I forgot. Oh, yeah. I forgot what a, a, a good finisher the Impaler was. To be honest, yeah. I was like, oh, he's still doing it. It's just because he appears in that final deletion with Matt Hardy. It's almost that reminded <laughs> you, me then. You like Gangrel, Paul? Didn't you? Yeah, yeah. You like the brood, I was a big fan of the Brood. Yeah, Everyone yeah, likes the Brood. brood massive yeah. Brood fan. Well, he comes out with his chalice, drinks it, and then he's like, they're not going. Like he normally spits it out everywhere, and then yeah. someone comes out and he spits it in their eyes, it, and it all kicks off. But it's like it's just daft battle royale. In those in those kind of days, though, it was sort of like. As a kid, you either liked the Hardy Boys or the Brood. But what about you Brood 2.0? But I was always the Brood, and like the Hardy Boys were mint. But like when Edge and Christian faced the Hardys, I it's always the coolest Edgy introduction Christian. is coming through a, a floor of fire. There's nothing yeah. been beaten than that. I loved it when the Brood joined the Ministry of Darkness. As well. Ministry of Darkness time was unbelievable. Undertaker's best time, in my opinion, yep. and like that 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 whole storyline. But yeah, I was buzzing when the Brood when the Brood joined that because I was a big fan of the Ministry anyway. So yeah, it was good times, man. Good times. I think I was about eleven. No, 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 no. A bit of, no, yeah, maybe about eleven or twelve at that point. I was on holiday in Spain with Grandad Piffy, and we found a bar to watch Raw, and it was the Raw when Undertaker strung Austin up. Oh, the, that was um, a weird moment. You know what, yeah. the, the symbol on the Undertaker symbol? Yeah. yeah, I was watching that in a in a random bar in Spain with my granddad <laughs> when I was like 12. So, good not time. Enough, not enough crucifixions in wrestling nowadays, is there really? <laughs> no, <Yeah>. not anymore. <laughs> And also relating back to Matt Hardy as well, my other point I wanted to make this week was... Um, weird, weird, weird. Yeah, I mean, it is our sort of damn it Vince moment of the week. Uh, was that on her Twitch stream this week, Lita came out and she didn't want to do that awful, awful... I can't remember what it was called. You know, like the, the sex showcase or something? Sex celebration. Thing. Sex celebration? Yeah. Uh, and apparently, like, Edge didn't want to do it. Cena didn't want anyone to do it. Like, most of the locker room were like, this is fucking dog shit. We don't want this on TV. And Vin- the only reason he went ahead was because Vince was like, no, this is money. And you're like, and then this is this was why Lita would be buried and uh, left shortly afterwards. Uh, but she not threatened to be sacked if she didn't do it. Yeah. Like, take the fucking sacking. Someone, someone else will take you up. You were at your prime then. Yeah. But... It just it just reminded me how sort of scummy he is at times. <laughs> didn't, yeah, didn't yeah, I saw it. that. Uh, my last bit of news of the week as well is that with uh, the second, third, third, fourth wave of coronavirus hitting the UK, I don't know now. I've lost count. It just seems to have been constantly for a year, people pushing shit. But British wrestling is only going to take a hit. They were they're hoping to open up and do some shows sort of February, end of February, early March, that stuff. It's not happened now, uh, so. I'm going to read the, the statement off the I'm just giving. No, sorry, the GoFund thing for for TNT. So once again, it seems British wrestling is about to fall upon hard times. TNT Extreme Wrestling, TNT Ignition, were hoping to return this month to not only bring some much needed enjoyment back to the scene we all love, but to give our hard-working wrestlers back in the ring. So they've opened to go bang them a fiver, bang a tenner. It just keeps wrestlers in in a job. Um, I'll post the link to the the, the GoFund in the show notes or whatever. Yeah, but, um, I've I've yeah. banged ten and I've said I don't want to appreciate it to be. I don't want a signed fucking. 
they'll die. You know, it's shit. Because I was, I was, I was really, I was really looking forward to going out and watching some wrestling. I'm soonish. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think you mentioned on the pod a few weeks ago. Like as soon as you can, just doesn't matter what the hell the show is or who's wrestling, just fucking go and yeah. watch some sort oh, of thing. Because <laughs> I, I don't know if you've seen it, but what 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 they call Riptide is it? Riptide in Brighton. Riptide's Brighton based. So that, that's going to be a weekend away one. They say. Yeah, they've um, that they got someone amazing called Kara. Kara Noir. Oh my god, he's amazing. There's, there's oh, a match. Is the, yeah, is that the um, is that the guy that's kind of um, black sort Swanish. of like like a he's like theatrical, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's what my dad would call it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, they, um, but there's a match on YouTube, him and Pat from like, a couple of years ago. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah, it's fucking ace. It, it's unbelievable. I mean, again, we're all. I don't know about everyone else, but I know that I'm a huge Pat Mark, we, we, and in this, he just yeah. comes across like an absolute bastard. Yeah, uh, correct. It, but um, but. I mean, have some cash. I don't care about this stuff. I don't care about the reward. As long as it goes to the people that need it, I'm not bothered. It's just it's just one of the things. It, we all need to fucking support each other. Because... Yeah, it's true. If there's no Indies, there'd be, there'd be nothing else, really. But yeah, that's my little sort of socialist corner. I'll walk away now. And that's the end of the week that was. <laughs> Highlights of the week, then. Uh, logically speaking, then, we'll, we'll go with you first, Joe. Okay, controversial to some, maybe. But um, Pack versus Kingston, the opening match of Dynamite this week. While not an absolute banger of a match, um, Pack comes out and literally starts kicking fuck out of him before his pyros even. That's how angry Pack is. The opening introduction package to it was great because, well, I like hearing George swear. And it was just good. It's like Pack just leathered the fuck out of it for the majority of the match. Kingston gets a couple strikes in. Um, I think, I don't know whether he was legitimately hurt or whether he was selling incredibly well, Kingston. Because it looked like there was a bit in the corner where it was like, right, we got to finish now. Pack gets Black Arrow in, one to three, immediately switches it in a brutalize on Eddie Kingston. Uh, and then in a massive, massive brawl breaks out, um, Butcher Blade. And then um, Lance Archer's out. And there's this huge stare down with Pack. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it, it wasn't like a great classic match, what this leads to now. There's so much stuff with this. There's so many angles. And I hope we get blood and guts which we never got, the inner circle, the elite, fucking COVID. But now, I think if we get sort of Pack, Archer, Lucha Brothers, one more, Moxley. is it? Is it? Moxley. Mox- oh, fucking hell, Moxley against, yeah, you see, that'd be amazing. That, that was the only reason I was like, but it also just opens up so much more. Kingston is fucking money. He's just great. All those little seeds he's sown all the way through that. And the opening promo package where he's like, who are you winking at? So it's just really, really nice little... Little bits in there again reward you for a massive yeah pack mark can't I can't not be he's been great he's, he's the about pa- patron saint of Damn it Vince <laughs> he is the patron saint of Damn it Vince yeah um as our Christmas post show we should get him we should get Butch Photoshop him into like actual saintly robes but instead of like holding like a, an orb or whatever just holding a chair. <laughs> Pack's brilliant. Like th- I was watching it with Theodore uh, after doing some homeschooling, and it was like, right, we can watch Dynamite now. And he was like, he's done one, he's done two, he's done th-. like he was counting the amount of kicks he did to to Kingston in the corner. Yep. And then he, he was like stood up, jumping on the couch, cheering because he he loves Pack. I was like, you you are one of us, Theodore. <laughs> yep. can, uh, my old... greatest fa- my greatest failure as a father is that Theodore likes Goldberg. <laughs> 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 and I was like, oh, no. Is it too late to put him up for adoption now? Yeah. <laughs> but he likes packs, so I was like, okay. That, that, that can come out 50%, uh, yeah. he can, they can continue. Uh, 
Comic Vince two point oh. That's it. But no, yeah, that was a that was a good match. I said it. Um, which k- kind of builds into it's quite it's quite a nice sequence. This actually, which kind of builds into mine in terms of my. I I struggled with the highlight of the week, but I went. I ended up going for the thing that I, I actually became quite passionate about last weekend, as as Paul knows. In SmackDown, Paul had. Well, I woke up. I think you tweeted the Dammit Vince thing, hadn't you, Paul? You said uh, WWE driving fans away by having Goldberg and Adam Pearce as the next challengers at Royal Rumble. And I was yeah. like, the fuck is going on about here? <laughs> not, like, we've not mentioned that at all yet. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, Adam Pearce as a challenger? Um, so obviously then I, I get I get up in the morning to the kids on the Saturday and we watch, I watch Smackdown with Theodore. And then obviously it starts, Adam Pearce coming out. So when I was watching it before, I was like, oh, God, this is going to be another load of crap. But I, I I fully bought into it. Like as as Roman did his promo, as the show evolved and it was a story throughout, and then as it the way it concluded, by the end of it, I was like, actually, I'm I'm fully into this. Not as Adam Pearce as a challenger, as this is going to make massive strides for Roman Reigns as a character. And I put a poll out on on our Twitter about it. I I tried not to give any personal views. I just said, who's on board with Roman's new challenger? Um, I'm in or stupid and 67% of people said I'm in 33% didn't and one of the best comments I saw actually on the I'm in is I'm in for now because Heyman's involved yeah Heyman's fucking dollars at the moment we'll see how it goes which I think is the best thing like I said a lot of stuff to you last week Paul didn't I but at at the end of the day I think you said to me at one point we'll see how it goes and that's the only thing we can do like the things I've got in my head might not happen but I'll say the reasons I liked it, and then I'll go over to you two because I, I genuinely want to know your ideas. Adam Pearce, as a challenger, he's going to lose. Okay, So in that sense, I understand why it seems like a waste of a Royal Rumble match, which for me, and I think, Paul, correct me if I'm wrong, for you as well, it's my favourite pay-per-view of the year in WWE. Uh, is that right, Paul? For you? Yeah, it's our favourite pay-per-view. We love it, don't we? Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, I absolutely love it. So it seems a waste of a challenger because Roman ain't going to lose. But at the same time, we've said it on the pod before, Roman's not losing to anyone right now so he's had a, a program with Jey Uso which some people were skeptical about I was a bit skeptical about at the start but it did massive things for his character um he had an amazing rivalry with KO which was a wrestler on his stratosphere shall we say on his level if you like which developed his character still but this one for me develops it further because he's his deluded sense of self-worth is just going through the roof now and yes he could have fought Sammy, Shinsuke, Ray, whoever else was in that in that match and had a better match but this is the match that is going to develop that I'm above you all I'm above the authority of this show I am the person in charge and when I actually thought about it watching Smackdown I was like they've laid the seeds for this and it's very very rare I watch something on WWE (laughs) outside of something that's got something to do with Bray Wyatt where I'm like they've laid the seeds for this and when you watch Smackdown back and how pissed off he's been getting at Adam Pearce and Heyman's getting pissed off at Adam Pearce I was like they have laid the seeds for this and then if you want to delve deeper Sonya Deville has now come back in yeah. an authority role now she could end up getting involved in this like I'm, I'm i'm going off on a tangent here now but if she got involved in it like imagine i'd love that as well but I, <laughs> I, yes yes roman's not losing yes it might seem like a waste of a match but in terms of character development which is something wwe especially gets brought down for by the critics 
I think they're going for character development, and I'm all in for that. Because realistically, it doesn't matter who he faces, he ain't losing. He is not losing that title right now before WrestleMania at the very earliest. And whoever wins it off him is going to deserve it because the guy has turned his family into dickheads. He is, after Royal Rumble, he's going to have overrun the authority of the show and be the boss and it's going to take someone to stop him and that's why i like this so what i would my like rant to... done. no 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 it's great because I, I like the fact they've added all these layers on instead of just going oh you're you're an evil man they've added these layers of, of fucking greatness in there like of him, him breaking ju so down to just like so he hates himself so much now that yeah it's great and adding this in it does I, I, i'm hoping like i know they won't ever do it but like when he does win this, they start changing like the intro graphics to feature more Roman Reigns. <laughs> you know, like on um this month the the um this month no the the one show thing with Alan Partridge where they kept yeah. adding more Alan Partridge in week on week, <laughs> just like that. So just just as a little fun thing to show that he is in control of all of it. He is he's the head of the table. That would be fun. <laughs> I don't, I, before I know I liked as well that because again I thought he was just going to come out and accept. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm in the match. I'm going to win. I'm going to go into the match. But the fact he didn't, and the fact he came out, and that I was watching Shinsuke's performance, which will lead into your thing, Paul. And I think you don't don't ruin what you've just done with Shinsuke now. Like, do not ruin this now. But the fact that Uso and Reigns came out and just beat the shit out of Shinsuke, threw Pierce in the ring, beat the shit out of him, and threw him on, I was like that that protected Shinsuke as well. I was really worried they were going to make Shinsuke look shite to put Adam Pierce over him, but I don't think they did that either. So for me, they protected him all around. Paul, your your views on it? <laughs> uh, you've been very quiet throughout all of that and i was like yeah no do that... chime in when anyone hu- <laughs> huge debate with paul last week yeah Any... we when did we were going we were going back and it was forth good on the no, it was a good it was a good debate though i enjoyed it the thing the thing for me is i i i understand completely where you're both coming from and i understand where the wwe are coming from i think that they could put a more legitimate challenger in place and still have Roman's character developed as it has been doing because his character developed and he's become this absolute dickhead. And it, it, the main development of that character has been after the Jey Uso thing, when Jey's been on his side, when he's been rivaling with Kevin Owens, who's very, very good in the ring. I think that Roman Reigns, I've said this to Elle a couple of times, is the, is the closest thing to the heel Triple H from years ago that we've had in a very, very long time. When Triple H was the number one heel, the very best heel I think has probably ever been in WWE at that time when it was Rock, Austin and Triple H, but Triple H was the heel. When he first became the game and he had the sledgehammer and all that, like Roman's the closest to that that we've had in years. Now, the one gripe that people used to have with Roman when he was when he first started on his own and when fans started to boo him and things like that, was that he wasn't good enough in the ring, was that he wasn't a good enough wrestler. So that lo- loads of times he's had you can't wrestle champs and all that and things on social media about how he was an American football player and he's not a wrestler and he didn't come through the Indies and all that sort of stuff, right? So for, for put him in the ring with wrestlers now and let him develop his character and be a dick, yeah, but let him do stuff in the ring, like show show his skill in the ring. Put him in there with a you know someone he's going to batter like Rey Mysterio, but Rey Mysterio was a former world champion yeah. and a legitimate challenger. He could throw Rey Mysterio around and bully him and demolish him like he did Jey Uso, like he did KO, but at least it's to Roman Reigns against Rey Mysterio at the Royal Rumble. That's like a, that's a big fight feel, that for me. 
I don't think he needs to go the Adam Pearce route to become the authority in terms of beating him down. I think he could become the authority just by his character and just by his, his presence and like maybe making Adam Pearce like fear him a little bit. But I think you're putting him in the ring at a top pay-per-view like the Royal Rumble. It's not like it's a, a you know, a backlash or a, you know, you know, something like that. It's a Royal Rumble. The other title match on Raw is already just awful. Could they have done this a little bit differently and showcased his wrestling a bit more? Because I don't think Adam Pearce is going to test him in the ring as a wrestler. I think it's just going to be, you know, we all know it's just going to be a squash, right? And and and, and it's just going to be a, it's just going to be a battering. And I you know, so. you don't really, you don't really like. We all know that's going to happen, and you don't see Roman's technical in-ring ability. Whereas I would like to see that because when Triple H was the worst heel in the business, he could always go in the ring really, really. He was one of the best wrestlers of it. And go and prove it, even yeah. though he's a heel. Yeah. So I would like to see Roman wrestle proper wrestle against wrestlers and still be the heel that he's being. That's just that, that's just my preference. But you know, they're the matches I like to see. No, so that's it. It's a good theory. I like to say I don't think we're going to see. No, but this is the thing that I like about it. It's caused debate, but like healthy debate. There's everything you just said there, Paul. I, I'm fully on board with. I agree. It works either been way. Sad if they'd happened. It works either way. There's, there's the storyline potentials either way. Hmm. Do, do you think if because you you mentioned it there, Paul, if if they hadn't have done. I think it was in the same... If they hadn't done in the same week the Goldberg thing, do you think the kind of backlash from certain fans would have been the same? Because as you said to me, like your two top titles are Goldberg versus Drew, which is an absolute nonsense, and Adam Pearce versus Roman, which on paper is an absolute nonsense. Yeah. Do you think the backlash would have been the same if, if Drew had have had a legitimate challenger? I think it would have eased the pain for a lot of fans if Drew was up again. You know, if we saw... Because I thought it was a great match. I thought it was one of Drew's best... Best matches when he when he faced AJ. You know, you know, we, if yeah. we had another Drew against AJ rematch, or not Drew against Orton because we've seen that a few times now. But you know, we had Drew against AJ, even Drew against Sheamus. Drew, that's right. Something, something like that. But yeah, to do Drew against Goldberg and then do the Adam Pearce thing was just a um, you know, it, it was a double pill to swallow for the for the for the wrestling purist fans. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, which is I can understand that. <laughs> Two top titles and you're doing it doing it like that. It's the same thing. Goldberg has five minute matches and he doesn't he doesn't wrestle in those matches. He's either going to get beat badly or he's going to squash Drew and he's going to spear him and jackhammer him and that's it. One. Which is which is my my other point in the Adam Pearce one. I'm well, I'm interested to see where it goes because he can wrestle like. Like as a W, if you're just a WWE fan, which I'm going to be honest, I am. I've never seen him wrestle, but he can wrestle. He was an indie darling. He was an NWA five-time champion, I think. And it's not like a Goldberg who only ever did a spear and a jackhammer, and then he couldn't go for more than five minutes. He he's, he's a good wrestler. And I think when the Fiend was wrestling Roman, and I think he had to get his signature. Did he go dressed as a postman or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and a lot yeah, like I I had to Google it because like on Twitter everyone was like, oh, the postman and the page is there, and I was like, why are they all popping for this? It's because of his indie thing. So he's he's not some some guy who can't wrestle. Now my biggest fear is WWE present him as a guy who one can't wrestle when he can, and or two. Roman has to win because Jey Uso gets involved and Kevin Owens gets it and it becomes just a, a just a shit show basically. It should either be Roman beating him down, but he can wrestle. And when I go back to AW, we talked about Kingston, we talked about Starks in the past. Th- these are people who got jobs because they had random matches with Cody Rhodes doing an open challenge for one of the top titles, and they've got a ranking system in place. So why should you get pissed off at like these people coming in and getting an opportunity, and then somebody who 
is a legitimate wrestler. Maybe yes, he's not wrestled for six years. I don't I don't actually know why he's not wrestled for six years, but he was obviously a good wrestler. Why should you get pissed off at WWE for saying, All right, all right, here's your moment in the sun, indie guy. Yeah, go for it. Just to re- go back to Ricky Stark. Fucking hell. Ricky Stark's getting hit by Sting's baseball bat sweet. You thought there was fu- <laughs> No, you'd you'd have thought there was fucking Semtex on the end of that way. You didn't. <laughs> yeah. To the job. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm now fucking standing. Is that what kids say? Uh, standing, yeah. R- Ricky, Ricky Stark, big style, just because it's like a fucking lunatic. He wears clothes like a mad fashion man. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was my highlight, but just because just it's a talking point. which No, it is. It, it, that's good in wrestling, because exactly. we shouldn't all have the same opinions. We no. should be the, and I, I love to be proven wrong. I, I've it. watched views when I've gone, this is shite, and then gone, oh, well, okay, that was good. It leaves and, and it open versa. to a lot of ways to go, which is what I like, the uncertainty of it, of where these things, where, where, who, you know, like I said, it could be Some people squat. don't think it'll even happen. Some people think KO will end up coming back and taking the place of him, but... I don't know, that's a fucking bait switch, isn't it? Um, Seeing, what, three and a half hours? See, SmackDown. <laughs> so, but it could either go, think... out, go out and be a squash, like, like, uh, like Paul said, or it could go out and actually be a genuinely fucking good wrestling match. And I think... I'd, I'd like to think that Rain wants to do that to show that he isn't a fucking one-trick pony, that he can go out and put, put fucking work in. Yeah, because it would you... annoy me more if it was a good wrestling match because then I'd say put him in there with Alistair Black and let's have a Alistair really Black good ain't getting match. no more matches in yeah, WWE, yeah, mate. Anyway. <laughs> or someone like that. Do you know what I mean? Like someone who can so, put him in there with Dan, put him in there with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, yeah. Like, yeah. Sooner, yeah. sooner yeah. fucking Alistair Black's contract run out. If they put on a clinic now, it would really annoy me if they put. On a, I want it to be a squash just because I think that's the way it's going to. If they put on a clinic, I'd be like, why didn't you use someone else? But, yeah, for, for me, I, I want it to be. No, a squash in which Roman just continually beats him down until he says, submit to me and, and I am your authority. But is that, when I say submit, I don't mean like a like a pin and tap out. I mean, like when he, what did he make the, Jay try to uh, say? I'm you, the head of the table. Well, yeah, right? so like that, but to him. But yeah, yeah, I am yeah. I am the authority. Like, that's what I want to yeah. see. Yeah. But who who's to say that Adam Pearce, as, a, as an actual wrestler, who's had a bit of time away, has said, yeah, I, I do want to have a crack. I do want to wrestle again. And this is his way back. Who who knows what's actually happening with him backstage? And this might be his way back in. No, he's not going to win the title. But if he puts on a stellar performance against Roman that it, yeah. and gets beaten down, it and everyone's like, oh, who's this guy? Opens it up to so much. Stuff. So that's, uh, that's my one. And I think leading directly from that, and hopefully, fingers crossed, leading to future options, Paul. Your my highlight. highlight of the week? Yeah, obviously, going back to, going back to SmackDown again was... Uh... After a long time, us seeing uh, Shinsuke Nakamura get some get some quality time and, and, and show what he can do. You know, you know, if you, if you followed, I mean, I followed Shinsuke all through NXT. Absolutely loved him in there and followed him ever since. And I've been really sad and, and disappointed that, it, you know, he's not quite lived up to the hype, let's say. I mean, if, you know, all you have to do is go on NJPW World and look at previous Wrestle Kingdoms where he's main evented and where he's been, you know, you know, he's held top titles there and he's been absolutely worshipped by 60,000, 70,000 fans when he walks out at Wrestle Kingdom. You can see the kind of legacy he's got in Japan. And then in NXT, he was an absolute star. You know, the fans popped so hard. Like, every time he came out, he was a massive favourite. Uh, he had some great matches, Finn and Samoa Joe, and, you know, amazing. And then he's, he's come up and, and, you know, he had you know, had a little Intercontinental title run, didn't he? And he had the, he had the rivalry with AJ, the match at Mania. And then when he turned heel, stuff like that. And it's kind of been on a steady decline, I think, since then. But you can't forget or ignore his talent. And uh, to see 
I, when they announced that Gauntlet match this week, you kind of knew something was going to happen with Adam Pearce, but you never you never thought Shinsuke was going to win that match. Like at the start of that match, I don't think anybody would have picked Shinsuke to win it because he because he's done he's he's had nothing going on for well over a year, maybe even longer. Uh, you know, I said to you, I thought they would have done what they did with Shinsuke with Daniel Bryan to then set up Bryan winning the Rumble to challenge Reigns, but the rivalry starts now, so Jey Uso and Reigns screw over Bryan. Brian loses this, but then goes on to win the Rumble and then challenges him. But the fact that he did it with Shinsuke and let Shinsuke go through three people and perform like he did, I, I thought it was brilliant. And, um, you know, shades of the old Shinsuke coming out and with, with some of his moves and obviously with the little kind of face turn as well with the handshake with Daniel Bryan and stuff like that. I, uh, it was, yeah, it was really, really, really enjoyable. Really, really enjoyable to watch and, and something that's been a long time coming, I think. Yeah. Like Shinsuke's a massive face now, isn't he? Well, After that? Seems like it. I mean, I, I I tweeted out after it because I was watching the gauntlet, but when it got to Shinsuke and Brian, that got my attention. Yeah, I think I tweeted out just just more of this, please, more Shinsuke yeah. and Daniel Bryan because that 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 portion of that gauntlet match was yeah, I could watch that unbelievable. Because yeah. a lot of people have have put against Shinsuke, oh, he's he's basically come to WWE to retire. Like, I've I've seen that like oh, he's just come take the money live on his laurels, happy days. That Shinsuke that was in that match was not somebody who was on his laurels that was uh, motivated. I don't know how you could, like you said, Paul, going from sort of headlining Wrestle Kingdom to just going sitting in a locker room taking a check week on. It doesn't make sense to me. That 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 sounds like, I don't know, sounds like people who are bitter and jealous. Than not. Same. I, 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 don't, I don't believe it, but I'm just saying no, that's what, I think that's just, what people he's, say. He's, he's, I, I think that you cannot say that that was that Shinsuke. Oh, no, 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 no. I said that's, yeah. Vince doesn't, Vince doesn't know what to do with him. The problem no. is Vince, Vince loves people who are smooth on the mic and who cut a promo and all that, and he can, but we all know that his English, is, it, it's not wonderful. No. We can understand him, but it's not wonderful. He's got one of those weird characters, Shinsuke, where I don't think Vince has any clue what to do with him. And I think that that's held him back. Yeah, I think he you just yeah. let him You've literally hit the nail let him on the be who he though. is. Let him be. You know, they tried all that. Like when they first called him up and they started introducing him as the artist known as Shin. Like you don't need to overdo it with Shinsuke. Just let him be and put him in there with good wrestling. Put him in there with Daniel Bryan and stuff like that, and you'll get absolute showcases every yes. single time. Which is so that's all you need to do. That's uh, all the fans want for Shinsuke to be sort of in that main event, second bracket. main event kind of picture. Yeah. You know, second title, you know, like Intercontinental title, US title, may, maybe, you know, challenging up there for the top title, but stick him in there with the top performers because he he is, he is he shouldn't be opening a card ever. He should be he should be way, way down, way, way up the card. So, so I've talked in this highlight of the week about how I like the match for Roman's booking. Well, what do we think it could do for Shinsuke's booking? Where would we like that to take? Because they can't have done that surely for no reason. Are we getting what, the Shinsuke what, what would you like correct. to see? That's why I think that's why I originally thought that they were going to do what they did with Shinsuke with Daniel Bryan because I could see Daniel Bryan winning the Rumble. I, I can't see Shinsuke winning the Rumble because it's not been long since he won it. So yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, oh shit! I'm not, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, he won it when he challenged AJ. So yeah. I, I can't see him winning it unless they have a Raw winner and then something happens with Shinsuke and Reigns going into Shinsuke v Reigns at Mania would be absolutely brilliant. Mm. Like that's a that's a match that you know that that's a match that everyone would want to see. Yeah. Um, but, different as well. Yeah, different. We, we've never we've never had it. You know, I can't I can't think of a time where they've gone one on one Shinsuke and ever. No. So that would be something really cool to be. Obviously, I know we've got a long, you know, it's a long gap, isn't it, between the Rumble and Mania? Is there one uh, or two pay per views? There's, there's no statute the of limitations on fantasy booking in this, this podcast. Yeah, right? but like, <laughs> if they could, uh, 
Yeah, I don't know if they could do something where, because he's facing Jey Uso tonight, isn't he? Uh, Shinsuke. So there should be something there maybe to build to. But I would love to see that headline of pay per view, whether it's Mania or not. I'd love to see Shinsuke have the next rival with his Roman, you know, and have his moment in, you know, like have his moment in the spotlight. You know, I think that that could, you know, it could be really good for him, especially leading up to potentially another, you know, another draft next year or another opportunity for Shinsuke, whether he beats Roman or not. I'd love to see him start to start to compete at the higher levels because he should. He's that good. I agree. I agree. That leads us nicely into the classic match retrospective. Uh, Paul's selection. Do you want to introduce it, Paul? Then you uh, you went for this one. Oh yeah, I did the 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 classic match. Yeah, um, last week I think it was. I I mentioned to you to watch um, uh, Wrestle Kingdom ten. Um, AJ Styles against Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, it wasn't the main event at that particular particular <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom. It was it was it was the co-main event. It was the it was the second to last match because it was for the Intercontinental title and the heavyweight title was the main event. Uh, it probably should have been the main event. It's uh, thirty minutes of just. All the best things that you see of AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura in WWE. Just 30 minutes of that. It was the the, the wrestling mixed with striking, um, mixed with the near falls, submission, yeah, clinic. Mixed, absolute clinic. It was everything the, uh... that their match at Mania wasn't. <laughs> uh, uh, it was everything that their match at Mania wasn't. Like they had the match at... It, if they did a mirror of what they did at Wrestle Kingdom at Mania, it would have gone down as one of the greatest WrestleMania ma- wrestling matches ever. Well, I've, I've got as I've, I've got a few bullet point notes on this, but my last bullet point is how did WWE fuck this up? Yep, there you go. Yeah, uh, I can tell you why. Because not not <laughs> only did they mess up the Mania match, they they made fans not want to see them wrestle because they wrestled pay per views for was it three or four months straight. They had a they had the WrestleMania yeah, match two after Mania, wasn't it? It was another two another two yeah, main events. They had another one before. with a hokey finish. Then they had a, was it a Last Man Standing? I want to. I might be wrong on that one. They they had a, a match with a stipulation anyway. Yeah. And by that point, fans were like, I don't want to see this. And then like hardcore wrestling fans were like, How am I saying I do not want to see AJ Styles versus Yep, exactly. And I didn't understand that until you made me watch this match. So, um, yeah. yeah. Joe, did you watch it? Did you yeah, watch yeah, it? yeah, I watched it today. Uh, not at work. I hope so, because you're, you're on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, I mean, having watched only last week's Wrestle Kingdom uh, with Japanese titles and then watching this, uh, and also, uh, uh, I think what John said, that there is no, um, they don't do English subtitles in the promos. So it's just, no, no, but it's no fucking great. I love it. I, I think, I, I, I know a friend of mine is learning Japanese at the moment and I might try to steal his notes because it's fucking great. Because it's just, just so everything. It's like, you can get a lot of emotion off in just two words. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, AJ Styles should go back to wearing that fucking cool mask that he comes out in. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. yeah. Because I was like, is that AJ Styles? When is this from? And I looked and I was like, oh, four, four or five years five ago. Five years ago. Yeah. Well, there you go. 2016 it was. Yeah. Um, it was slightly ruined for me having watched this year's Wrestle Kingdom being my first sort of major exposure to um, Japan. I just, one woman keep yelling out, Shinsuke! Constantly, <laughs> all the way through the fucking match. <laughs> yeah, that annoyed me. <laughs> I was like, I is it the same? That, to be honest. Oh, fucking it. Oh, God. I'll have to go back and watch it again. No, don't, because as soon as I point it out that. to you, it will ruin it for you. That's the thing. I don't want to do awful. that. It was just oh, like it constantly all through it. And then like, yeah, oh, it's, it's awful. I think when we came to our um, best and worst finishers, I think Styles Clash was up in the bad category, wasn't it? But a one-armed version of it. That he just busted out fucking quick sharp. Yeah, yeah. I'm there for that. That looked like fucking stung. I put that in my notes because apparently in Japan the Styles Clash was 
like a, a, a career-ending injury for and and a few a few wrestlers had su- suffered um proper injuries i think they mentioned the that clash. in the in the run-up to it where um... yeah they did and so the, the the story of the match was styles kept trying to go for the styles clash but because it had this backdrop of injuring legitimately injuring people and the commentators putting man. it over you, you you bought into it and there was an amazing sequence i mean i wrote it all down but it's boring to say it out you just go and watch it there's just a whole series of counters which ends with um nakamura transitioning in an arm bar into a triangle choke and then styles at the point of fading out transitions that into the styles clash one arm yeah and shinsuke kicks out at like two 2.85 seconds or whatever it <laughs> is it was good, the... good for us. I, I, I ruined it. Butcher, Butcher Dooley and John came to watch a Royal Rumble. At my, I think it's when John said he got back into wrestling. And on the night, I said, you know what really annoys me now when I, as, as an older person watching it? Like, what when a pin is happening, if you watch the wrestler's eyes, if they're watching the referee, you know they're kicking out. Yeah. And like none of them had thought of it, and then they were watching the show, and they were like, "It's fucking ruined the match," because <laughs> you know the match is gonna not not over. But oh. in New Japan, it was just like, "Are they gonna kick out? What's gonna?" Well, this yeah, is what we're saying. Yeah. Last week, wasn't it? Was it? Um, there's differences between finishes and signal maneuvers. What it yeah. down because I mean, it was fucking. I hadn't again. I hadn't before. Uh, I never would have crossed it. It was cracking. Um, the little bit that also made me chuckle. I like I like a bit of uh, was when uh, AJ fires the bullet. At Shinsuke and he eats it. He yeah. catches it yeah. and eats it. Yeah. it. He eats it with 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 such sort of sass. And I'm like, ah, you're a saucy boy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's again. Um, I'm I'm two weeks, two weeks of going. The things I've seen from New Japan are fucking quality. I need to t- take some time off work to sit down and plow through it because I know there's there's so much gold to be mined in them dark hills. Dave Meltzer gave this match 4.75 stars, and you alluded to it there, Paul. The main event, which I think was Ibushi for somebody, that got five stars. And a lot of people say the only reason this match didn't get five stars is because that one already did. Right. But in, in reality, this was a five-star match. Um, yeah. What I didn't realize until I kind of read into it a bit, it's also the first time that the two of them ever faced off in singles competition. even uh, though. yeah. The only the first time I heard that was at the beginning of the match because I was watching it with the English commentary and then JPW wrote Can't and they said it they said Shinsuke against AJ for the first time ever and I yeah. was like oh wow okay yeah they had they had three tag matches well three matches where they were against each other in tags and Shinsuke mm-hmm. had won twice but they'd never single single and yeah. this they they had both agreed at the point of the match to leave to go to WWE but neither of them knew they were leaving to go well neither of them knew the other one was leaving to go to WWE. Because later okay. on that late later on that month, AJ showed up at the Royal Rumble, and then Shinsuke showed up in NXT. But nobody knew at that point that they were both going. Hmm. So it was like a final hurrah for the two of them as well. Awesome. What a way to go out! Yeah, yeah. it's a cracker, it's an absolute yeah. fucking banger match. I mean, I, there's not, nothing much more I'd say, really. Nope, it's fine. on. It's on. It's on Daily Motion. anyone's listening to the pod who's not watched it, go and watch it. Go and watch it. <laughs> Uh, hot topic was uh, most underrated wrestlers of, of all time. I mean, I've put some in. We've, we've got a few from the community as well. Um, Paul, do you want to kick us off with any of that? That are on your list, wrestlers you don't think they get credit that they deserve. Cesaro. Was on my list, yeah. 100%. When I, when I was thinking about it, I kind of figured that we'd all kind of chip in with one. So I, I went back and forth on a few, um, but I settled on Cesaro. And I, I quite like the fact that he's still lovely wrestling now because it was the most underrated of all time. And, you know, I look back and I look back at a few um, 
from from way back when, and then a little bit, you know, attitude error and stuff like that. But I think Cesaro, with the the talent they've got, um, as a you know, as a technical wrestler, again, you know, like I, I keep saying that, but like in the ring, the fact that he's only ever won the United States title once, and that's it for singles titles, is shocking. He's had what seven or eight reigns as tag champion, but one United States Championship reign in his whole yeah. WWE career. Never won the Intercontinental Title. Never won like either of the top two titles. And he's he's on the same level as your technicians like Styles, like Daniel Bryan. He's on that level, if not better, because of his size as well. Um, and you know, again, I think he's another one that maybe over the years been hasn't really known what to do with the character. Yeah. I think if he had a, a more dominating character, maybe you know he could be something. But I think that if there was ever a time where he got the kind of Kofi push that we saw last year, um, I think that fans would go mental for it because the fan, all wrestling fans, proper wrestling fans, know how good he is. Um, but he's never seemed to get you know, a real singles push. And I think it's a shame. So yeah, I've gone to Zara. That's a, that's a very good one. I'm going to, just because he's not here, I'm going to throw it in. He might send a voice recording in, but uh, I'm sure if Butcher was here, he would say Raven. He Butcher fucking loves massive. Raven. He loves Raven. <laughs> I remember him. Raven, but Butcher loves Raven. And I, uh, he was uh, also mentioned by Sweet Chin Podcast. Who also, uh, a couple of people, men- people mentioned D'Lo Brown. Uh, yeah, D- D'Lo got mentioned by a couple of people. Um, sure. D-Lo. I was like, okay, yeah. I was like, yeah, I remember D'Lo Brown. Yeah, no, D'Lo. Someone. No, 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 stop mentioning that. Yeah. So you got R- Raven, D'Lo, uh, Ron Simmons, or Farouk, because JBL kind of went off and did his singles run. It took me, it took me a long time to realize when who, watching who back. Who Ron Simmons was? No, no, no. When I was watching back all the pay per views, it, it was probably two years worth of pay per views before I realized JBL was. Bradshaw. <laughs> Fuck off. No, I was like, he looks completely different. And I was like, yeah, he's got a hat different. on. That's the only <laughs> difference. No, he shaved his mustache off. Yeah, mustache off. Oh, fucking hell. He's a rich man. Ellis, I hope you're never beer. mugged and like the, yeah. the rubber shaves. I, I, I left watching it when they were no, AOP. A complete 180, like with the character, because he's gone from being an acolyte in The Undertaker's ministry to, to being, being a fucking a cowboy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh no. That's the exact that's opposite. <laughs> <laughs> and and the transition happened when I wasn't watching wrestling, so I was like, "What the hell is yeah. this?" But yeah, uh, Farouk was mentioned by a Sweet Chinwag podcast as someone who doesn't get enough in the conversation because he was part, in their words, of one of the greatest tag teams. Oh man! While the... also being a great person, a the great APA. man, a great wrestler. APA were the fucking best enforcer tag team ever. But even before that, though, so D'Lo as well. It's easy for D'Lo and Farouk to get swallowed up because they were part of the nation, nation of domination, domination, which, which yeah. created the Rock. So you think of the Rock. And then JBL had his singles career later, but D'Lo and Farouk were, were nation, and then a little bit, but never quite. You know, obviously JBL went on a singles run where he, where he won world titles. The Rock obviously became The Rock. But yeah, it's easy for those two to get swallowed up a little bit because they were sort of third and fourth member of the nation that yeah, no one they, really remembers. Yeah, I think you sacrificed some of your fame. They were really good back in the day, the nation. Yeah. Really good, yeah. Another name that came up, uh, a couple of people put it, um, at G Gone Wrestling, put one up that I was going to put in Shelton Benjamin. And I think I've talked to you, Paul, uh, that for me and you, I think that MVP was one of the best signings of last year, if not for him as a wrestler, but for what he has done for those around him. And he has got Cedric screen time and character development, but he's also got Shelton time and Shelton Benjamin is, is amazing. Like yeah. th- th- This is a guy who legitimately was on level with Brock Lesnar at college level, and they trained together, and Brock holds him in highest team. Now, whatever you think of Brock, 
for Brock to hold somebody in high esteem, they've got to as acknowledge a it. Yeah. As a yeah. wrestler. Yeah. yeah. As a wrestler. <laughs> Shelton, Shelton, um, I've heard other wrestlers, like current wrestlers, like young upcoming wrestlers on the roster say that Shelton Ben helps them a lot. He does extra training with them and stuff like that when they can and he offers them advice and stuff. See, so I, I think fucking that he, love that, he's, man. He's, yeah, he's legit, like, well-respected in the locker room. But yeah, I mean, under maybe not underrated, but, you know, again, never, you know, because it seems like he is highly rated by everyone around him. Maybe Underappreciated. The push of a star, maybe. He's never quite had that, you know, rock, Brock, Steve Austin kind of push. But on a talent level, he's he's excellent. And and obviously now he's helping a lot of the younger ones well and, and, and helping them develop. So, good. Yeah. Another one that I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on is, um, it, yeah, it actually caused a bit of debate on our Twitter post, was uh, Christian. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> Was that by me? Connor, no, Connor, Connor Cooper um, said Christian because he always thought he was a reliable person for over a decade. Did the best with what he was given, but he was always overshadowed by Edge. But in his opinion, he's had a Hall of Fame career. Edge overshadowed him so he doesn't get the credit he deserved. I mean, but then in the same post, the, the Go On Wrestling who put forward Shelton Benjamin said, I just found Christian bland. So Mate, don't be starting Twitter beef against other people. I'm just I'm just, but it's the debate thing again. Like what 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 do you feel do you feel Christian's overrated or do you think he was underrated no. or I think that Christian had his own successful singles career as well. It, his just came later than Edge. So Edge got pushed quite early after the tag team breakup. And obviously, I mean, Edge's character development from Bruce to Edge Christian to then the single star when he was rivaling with Cena and like that was unbelievable. Um, but Christian, later on in his singles career, had a world title. Mm-hmm. He went to TNA and had an unbelievable world title run there. And he's in the WWE Hall of Fame. So I don't think you'd say that anyone's underrated if they've had that sort of, you know, he's... He, he's been in some of the best matches we've ever seen in terms of Edge and Christian and the Hardy and the Dudleys. He's in the WWE Hall of Fame. He's, he's won world titles across multiple promotions. It's not like he's a Cesaro and he's never won a world title single. Right. Do you know what I mean? Let the Cesaro like, thing go. We've already met. <laughs> um, I just don't... Yeah, okay. I don't think he's underrated. Question. I think Question. he's exactly where the... he needs to be, Christian. I wouldn't say he's underrated. I think underappreciated um, for myself. Also, genuinely, if this year's Royal Rumble fucking Christian's out... <laughs> be off in goosebumps time again. Oh, no. I would... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. We went on to do pretty well, Christian. I'm still hoping for Punk in the Royal Rumble every year. I'm hoping. I'm hoping at some point Punk. Uh, not, fucking not, AEW not with, not with pay-per-view, in, mate. Not with piped in crowd noises. Don't, don't me Punk. No, I mean, if, you know, if, if Punk returns, you want it in front of like eighty thousand people or whatever, don't you? But you know, it's, yeah, the the, the 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 reaction, the reaction he got when he when he rocked up on um, oh, man, the talk show with days. Renee, it was like it, it, the internet broke. Mm. Never mind if you come out of the Rumble. I told you my prediction for the Rumble, didn't I, Mr. Gachette? You did. Who do you go for again? Adam Cole. Adam Cole, baby. Baby. I can Just see it. massively unexpected. No one's. He's, he's got no storyline really at the moment in NXT. Nothing's really going on. You don't expect it. They have to carry on somewhere from when he came to Raw and SmackDown with the NXT Survivor Series in 2019, when he when he won on Raw, won on SmackDown, and and and, and you know never really like nothing ever happened after that. And also, like I said to you, when he debuted in NXT, he attacked Drew, and I think that he could win the Rumble and then go for Drew on Raw because because Drew needs another legitimate challenger, and I think that's a way to get Undisputed Era up to Raw. Also, oh really? I thought my yeah. break up. No, I'd love them to go to Raw and feud with the Hurt Business as well. I'd love oh, that. That'd be amazing. fuck yes, that would be. That would be amazing. Yeah. So it's got to be something massive. It can't be a. It can't be a boring winner of the Raw Rumble. It's got to be something that no one expects, but everyone pops for because the two title matches are going to be 
matches that people aren't going to pop for. So I think it's going to yeah. be something where everyone goes, wow. Either someone returning, massive, like some re- and, and winning, or someone who everyone loves who you don't expect to win, like an Adam Paul, 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 can I just stop your train of thought there? Do you want to come back when we do the um, fucking Royal Rumble predictions? Because... Yeah. Oh, yeah, when's that? Uh, it's uh, two, 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 weeks. two weeks away. Two weeks. Two weeks yeah, away. Two I'll weeks. come back for that as well. I might no, no, no. I'm then. just saying is that <laughs> you're spitting a lot of fucking justice here. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to have to cut it because it's not relevant to the fucking story that we're telling, man. How, That's the thing. Cut it and save it for two weeks and then I don't even need to come back on. You could just throw it oh, on. That means open, I don't think my laptop can handle a separate window being open, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, one that was... Um... We talked about the pure tournament before. Um, Shane Butch is not here for this one. Some Cameron had said about Jay Lethal. He thinks he is underappreciated. Now, I, I've got to step back and say I've only ever seen him in this year's pure title tournament. But yeah. having watched the title tournament, I realised he's obviously got a lot of... He's got a legacy building up. Someone in... Uh, yeah, he's in NXT. Yeah. Uh, Sam from Switching Podcast said... Uh, Chris Hero slash Cassius Ono. Now, when he said that, I was like, oh, to me, NXT Cassius Ono is uh, is a bit of a joke. He's got got a, oh, no, like, (laughs) champ when he comes out. (laughs) But, like Chris was saying, as a hardcore, like, a wrestler for the last 20 years, he's been incredible. And, like, I've got to be honest, I've got, there's two people that I want to go away and, like, look at having had the discussion with people online and he's one of them because I've only known him as NXT okay. but he's somebody who legitimately beat everybody on that quiz <laughs> like he beat his own team he beat us on the, on oh, the Christmas yeah, quiz but... yeah so he knows he's wrestling so he must have had he must be good and the other one which I want to mention no, other people. No, was um now I've never heard of this person I'm gonna like if you two have jump in because I've just wrote down some stuff that I've but a couple of people fingers... mentioned Mon- Monty Brown <laughs> Right? Has anyone heard of Monty Brown? Monty Brown sounds like a euphemism. Right. Well, he he pops somebody on our. Uh, it does. Yeah. Uh, someone commented on him being somebody oh, who shit. is underappreciated. He he appears on list if you go on Google as someone who's underappreciated. And I, I dug deeper into him, and basically he was in TNA, NWA. He had a brief run in WWE. He's never won the top title in any. Forget WWE, he never would top title. No way, he's got the word brown in his name. It's the least exciting <laughs> well, the well this, this is actually something that came out, because apparently he, he looks like a beast, but he could wrestle. He was character-driven. His promos, and this was a quote from one of the articles I read, were as engaging as The Rock. Okay, it was it was promos. The person who wrote this article said, since The Rock, no one has ever got me engaged in a promo like Monty Brown has. And the only reason he did not win the top title in TNA was because of Jeff Jarrett, who basically was a bit... Put him in a faction called Jarrett Planet, I think it was. Oh, God. And made him just job in, in there. And then he came to WWE slash ECW, and Vince didn't know what to do with him. And, and that was it. And he completely stepped back, but he never won a top title. And he is somebody people go back to and go, if, the, if there's racism in wrestling, this is your person, basically. Wow. I, I've, I've got to be honest, I've, I've never heard of him. But to quote it, it said, out of all the black wrestlers that had the it factor, but were held down from racist backstage politics, there is no better wrestler than real alpha male. Which is what is is one of the gimmicks was. Have you have you heard of him, Paul? No, no, no never heard of him. I want to go. I want to go and have a look at some of his promo now, though. <laughs> well, yeah. If you're putting him in the category of the Rock, I'm like, well, that's yeah, that's that's, that's, uh, that's not that's not a thing you want. But yeah, he he's he's one that from this. I'm I'm definitely gonna go away and watch. Throw in a couple more. Uh, Goldberg. 
I think his WWE run, like to be honest. No, oh no, no, not Goldberg. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> Gold, say <100%>. Gold Dust. <laughs> Gold <gasps> my, my 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 iPad has, has corrected uh, Gold Dust. Um, yeah. Gold Gold Dust because he 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 was neat. Like yeah, I think he was before a time. Yeah, I think if you ran a Goldberg sort of fucking hell, I'm doing it. You're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think? Do you think Gold Dust the character limited him? Yeah, massively. If he's such a good wrestler, if he had a different character, could he have showcased his ability more in WWE? Gold Dust to... was like a bit of a gimmick, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't like oh, a real was... character you could take seriously. For, yeah. for a top wrestler like that, I think he needs to be a different character to show what he's doing. I in the said, ring. and he he fucking ran with it. That's great. He says that he loves it, didn't he? He says like an inch and stuff that he loves the character. <sighs> because once he found out what the word androgynous meant. Oh, yeah, he's. He's, I mean, I mean, even Cody. What, what was Cody's? Cody, Cody was underrated in WWE, but everything's done since. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not. Talking of technical wrestlers, and this is where my question will come in. When I put the uh, the tweet out and thank thank you to everyone who did respond, um, I put a a gif of William Regal. I I do think is an underappreciated wrestler. I swear to God, because. He's brilliant. Like that that dude, like again, I've not watched it, but when I've read about him and, and looked back at stuff he did, like he had a match with Goldberg that he was he told was Goldberg's when he went out. first match in. Yeah. And it was gonna be a competitive match and he led Goldberg through a match that wasn't just a spear and a jackhammer. Question. Question question. 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 What kind of bear best? Well, Paul. He'll appreciate Paul the, loves yeah. the office US. <laughs> Paul, what is Bears, the best type beats, of bear? Battlestar <laughs> That is the correct answer. Paul's the one who got us into watching the office, you reckon? Ah, no, no, no. Right, so on, on Regal... Uh, this is Ellis, Ellis's super serious, proper, proper, proper question. My, 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 my super serious question. Across WCW and WWE, how many singles titles did Liam Regal win? Oh, fucking hell. Four, is my guess. Four, yeah. Can I hear the question again? So across both of WCW and WWE, how many singles titles did William hold? I think he held them. I'm gonna go ten. Ten? Sixteen. Ah no. Plus no. without going over. But you don't what, like when when you talk about wrestlers, you go, Oh, a ten time champion has won this this many you, you don't hear William Regal's name in do you think um Kane is underappreciated? I do. You're, 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 you're saying yes, Joe, Paul, you're shaking your head. Why are you shaking your head, Paul? He features in the most pay-per-view matches. Yeah, but who knew that? Like, when you did that question in the quiz, none of us went, okay, yeah, well, you were shaking your head, Paul. Why, why were you shaking your head then? Because you asked if I thought he was unappreciated. And yeah. I, I think that for The Undertaker to come on WWE Network documentary and say that we made it to you, I don't think anyone underappreciated can get that sort of endorsement taker. True. And I think he's right, because The Undertaker's character went to a whole new level when Kane was introduced yeah. to WWE. Yeah. So, no, I mean, he's had singles runs, he's had title, you know, what is he, six-time world champion, something like that. Undertaker's brother, everyone knows who Kane is. You know, future Hall of Famer. Uh, I, I, I think he's Again, very so... appreciated. So that's it on the underappreciated wrestlers. I mean, there's, there's probably a lot that we missed. So a lot that we don't we know for the very reason that they're underappreciated. But I'm definitely going to go away and, and check out a couple of them, like Monty Brown, for example. Monty Brown. Um, Monty Brown, definitely. If, if you're putting him in the same promo category as a rock, I'm going to go and check him. So, yeah, thank you for listening. And uh, bye-bye from me. Long as you don't know why. Good night. Sorry about that. That was a call. Nah, it's fine. <laughs>